Welcome to another episode of the Jason and Bart Show. Hey, Jason, you're back. Hey, Bart, I'm back. How you doing, buddy? Um, you know, doing. <laughs> We're doing. We're all doing. We're doing. It's cold. You came back to the cold. You didn't bring any warmth. I don't I like it. I did. I wasn't expecting uh, all the snow we would have all winter to be in the last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a little bit of, of, it's just really cold outside. That's pretty much it. Windy. Yeah. Windy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking so of windy. Yeah. What's going on in the world? Which way are the winds blowing, buddy? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> some fun news this weekend, huh? Some fun news. Yeah. I think we're going to spend a few minutes today talking a little bit about, uh, you know, what's going on in the <clears throat> in the banking world and certainly how it relates to uh, those of us in the digital agency space. Um probably both seeing it. I don't know about you, but I think, uh, you know, we're seeing it on both the, um, both the vendor side, right. In terms of, uh, vendors or even clients who may use a particular, um, service uh, platform or service, right. That, that was, that was funded by, uh, Silicon Valley bank, um, or one of the other banks that also went under this week, like Silvergate or signature. Um, (laughs) those probably a little bit more around crypto than, than SVB, but, um, but yeah, I, and, and, and so we're dealing with a little bit on that front. Uh, although I have to admit, you know, I think one of the first things, you know, we did was check in, do a quick audit of, uh, of who uses what service to pay us. Right. And make sure that we understand our receivables exposure, our, our yeah. risk exposure on the receivable side first, uh, obviously as a, as a business owner, you know, we want to make sure we're meeting our fiduciary obligations, but receivables certainly, um, outweigh payables for us. How about you? Yeah. I mean, we use bill.com and that. I, okay. I so there you go. Yeah. Use bill.com to pay to, to, to do your payroll or to pay no, vendors. I mean, or... to pay some vendors, but also receive from clients. So, uh lucky for us it wasn't nothing got caught up in it um but that was like the first thing i looked i mean from like the e-commerce space uh shopify got caught up in it and so did etsy um Mm. so as much as people talk about you know oh vcs and who cares and stuff like that people gotta realize a lot of these startups and a lot of these payroll vendors do use banks like that especially in the startup world so um you know, when you can't process stuff on Etsy, that means small, tiny shops can't get paid. Uh, I mean, that's just, you know, that's the reality of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, well, all, the pundits, all the pundits and everybody on Twitter can be like yelling on stuff like that. But then you have to realize what's actually happening. Right. You know, well, I think that was what was fascinating about it was it. It seemed almost like a social media classic pump and dump almost right where <laughs> yeah a lot of the very famous um venture capital folks uh, out there um you know i was i was watching a couple of people talk about this and they said you know it's very interesting if the reaction of the first couple of people had been entirely different if yep. they hadn't completely overreacted, gone on social media and basically put out there for the world and then basically told, and these are obviously large players and basically had told all their portfolio managers to pull the money as a, as a, as a reaction, uh, by the way, uh, well after they all got their money out, but let's be clear about that. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I call it a pump and dump. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we knew SVB was taking these these, you know, being very risky with their arbitrage and putting their things into long term treasuries, despite the fact that macroeconomic environment's been changing for over a year now and right. yada, yada, yada and interest rates and all the rest of it. But there were plenty of people getting, you know, wealthy for a period mm-hmm. of time off of that. And then right at the breaking point, right before that, of course, it's suddenly like, oh my God, we just woke up and realized all this was happening. Let's make sure to get our money out. And of course, what happens is then there's, then the run starts. It was like a social media run. And yep. it's hard to blame people for sitting there and going like, well, I don't, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the last person sort of. Or be stuck the, with it. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, what actually happened was really what was interesting. And it, and I think what was different about it was the, the speed in which it happened. And this is the new world that I think we, that we live in a bit now. This is why it's so different than one of the reasons. There are many reasons why this is nowhere near the same as the financial crisis. So, so, so anybody telling you that there's sort of a similarity or that it's the same, I don't, I don't see that necessarily, but yeah, I think a lot of, I think a lot of lessons were, um, were learned by that. And I think there's still a lot of scar tissue from the last one. And I think, you know, people um, panicked. I think what's, I think what's more fascinating Bart is, is the reaction and how fast things were rectified. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm shocked at the amount of, uh, at, I, personally, I'm surprised that they covered a hundred percent for the depositors. I mean, look, if you work there, and like the, like the, the, the equity in that company and the, the, the T bill, all, all that stuff that they have, like, that's all gone. It's going to go to zero. Like that's, that's not going to exist anywhere. But if you're a depositor, right, you're getting back all your money, whether you had more than $250,000 or less than $250,000 in had, your account. They had the money in the bank. They had the money in the bank. They just out did themselves in the investments. Like in reality, what, what, I mean, I'm going to oversimplify the hell out of this, but well, they don't if, anymore. That's the problem, right? Cause people well, pulled the deposits right, right. and now they, now they but, can't lend. But if they, the crazy part about this, I think they had enough to actually have deposits. They actually had enough. They're off by not much, but if they did not release that PR release on Wednesday afternoon or whatever that was, this would never happen. It's like, okay, how crazy okay. is that? Right? Like, that. How, how crazy is that? If they never did that, it would have been just fine. <laughs> but they were going to no have to announce at some sure. point the risk. But and, they announced and, it right after the, was a silverback, whatever that was, that happened. And then that right? happened. And it just, it just went, you know, went crazy. So, I mean, that's, it, it's, it's watching it and I have some inside baseball I've watched and it's, it's definitely interesting because you look at it and you have friends who are VCs and, you know, people who work in those industries or you have in startups and that's going crazy, but then you don't realize how other things are tied to this. Right. Cause first Republic, I think was doing some transfers between them and SVP. So you all of a sudden have this tie in. That's why right. there's they had some there. exposure, but, 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 but that stock's right? been completely over overreacted right. to right i mean the right. fundamentals of that particular bank are extremely good and actually they don't even they're no they're nowhere even near silicon valley to be honest with you right so they had they had some minor exposure and they got kind of wrapped up in the the hysteria um that followed because when people like bill ackman or, or the folks at sequoia start going online and telling you hey we're pulling everything and we're telling everybody to pull everything um, and by the way, for folks out there, obviously, like the way banks make money is they take your money that's on deposit and they 
do things with it. They invest. And one yep. of the things that, that this particular bank did was they invested in a lot of, and this is really where it's very different than also the financial crisis is, you know, back then, the stuff that was available to buy was literally toxic assets. This is U.S. backed treasuries. This is a completely different, you know these these bills will mature at some point, right? So it's not like it's not like they're they're valueless or useless. Um, so just the value sucks right now because everything, everything right. went up, right? Right. The numbers went up. I don't think it's going to come back. Like I think it was silly for them to actually do that, but. That's not on me or you to say. I don't run a bank. I don't work in a bank. So well, that's why depositors right are getting a hundred percent. I think the, the I think I the, the the analogy I heard somebody say, and I thought it was a good one, was this is like this is like telling patients um, that if a doctor has malpractice, um, that it's the patient's fault that they shouldn't get any kind of restitution. Um, because they still chose the doctor that was going to perform malpractice on them at some point down the line. It's the same with depositors. We don't we put our money in the bank because the bank is supposed to keep our money safe. Right. And, right. and if you don't know that they use your money for arbitrage and a ton of other things, then, then you woke up this week and you found out that that was actually the case, but, but that's been the case for forever and ever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, it's fascinating. I think I'm just really shocked at the, at the, the speed, the speed of which the of both the, the run and the speed of the reaction to fix it. And I was watching a guy, uh, I'm going to call him out cause he was on another podcast and I, I thought he had a great line. I think his name is Samir Kaji. And he said, he said, ironically right now, if you're out there, the only places I would probably put my money are SVB and signature. Why the government has announced that they're hundred percent insured. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. There's not another bank out there right now that they've announced that for. <laughs> no. So while everybody is fleeing no. these banks and putting their deposits somewhere else, the reality is, if another bank comes along and probably buys SV SVB at mm. a good value, and that bank is well capitalized that buys them, my guess is they're going to get a rush of deposits right back in, right? Yeah. Because they're a hundred percent secured, not yeah, up to two fifty. A hundred percent. You have a million dollars. The government's saying we will insure you up to a million dollars. Yeah, it's um. It's not going to be GP. It might be Schwab. Um, but you also got to consider that whoever buys them has like 75% of startup world baked in, you know? So it's like, it's already, it's, it's, it's totally baked in there. So it, it's a funny, you know, and startups are little companies that are trying to make it, you know, it's, it's they are, but like the startups inside of, I mean, I call them startups, but like some of the startups that, I mean, some of the companies that I saw that were dramatically exposed to SVB, you know, like you're talking about companies like Roku, you know, and, and so the, you know, these are pretty well capitalized <clears throat> yeah. businesses. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's because of, of how it, yeah, how money was in there and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. But there's also small ones, right? But it's funny because then you go to, you know, talk about agencies, agencies who do work with all these startups, right? So that we have that problem where, mm -hmm. yeah, the companies are going to try to do payroll first before they do angel stuff. So all of a sudden you're in trouble in that way. Um, you know, the other thing is like people are like, oh, there's some, some of these startups should not exist. But they that got overcapitalized got because the funding was easy, right? Um, are they going to go down? Who knows? But then it's a lot of people that it's layoffs and it's mm -hmm. all that. So it's a, it's a weird like you know, the idea from some, some people going, Oh yeah, great. Awesome. You know, VCs are getting, you know, bailed put out. on like, I'm like, VCs get bailed out or, Oh, we shouldn't bail them out. It's like, yes, 
kind of, but then you have to look at what the down down the line things are, right? Right. But they're not really getting bailed out. The depositors no. are getting bailed out, but the the not Correct. the people who actually who actually work there. Now, if they got their money out right before, which I know a lot of a lot of the executives and a lot of the the folks did right before they started yeah. shouting at the at the moon about it. Um, you know, good for them, but. <sighs> But if you, I mean, some of the VCs are depositors, right? Because they have their money in there that they have to. It's capital allocation. How they put capital around it? Right? I mean, well, nothing else. If you're if you're an owner and an operator, I think what's it's certainly done is it's made you it's made you take a look at your your bank balances, and it certainly yeah. has yeah. it certainly has exposed you to some risk that probably uh, and I, I'm included, right? I, I've been spending quite a bit of time on this this week. Is you know we've been we've been talking about what to do with our cash for a while and where to move it and you know there's complexity to it based on whatever's on your balance sheet and how much accessibility you need to look need to the liquidity of that cash um but you know it certainly this is one of those those times where you know a good crisis presents um opportunity all right opportunity for your business to mature become a little bit more sophisticated around cash management uh is it somebody was saying earlier i think like you know we're in this phase of humanity where we'll do anything for convenience, right? We'll sacrifice our security. We'll sacrifice our yeah. stability. Well, anything like just for, just for the sake of convenience. Um, and, you know, I think that's what, that's what happened to a lot of us, right? Over time, we just were like, well, you know, get in a, an institution or two and, you know, forget about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, the idea of trying to spread out, you know, multiple accounts, none of which are going to total more than a quarter million dollars. So you can, so you can guarantee that hundred percent of your cash is, cash is insured requires some modicum of oversight um, and revision. Right. And so there's, there's overhead attached to, to that effort. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, like I, I look at it, you know, and I go back to startups. It's like, if you have a, a little bit of a biggest part a startup, like your payroll might be a million dollars. So are you spreading across four different accounts? Do you move that stuff for a day into it? Like, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you're right. in that world, right? You're That's not, right. your payroll. Certainly not. your employees are not going to want to hear they're getting paid by six or seven different providers. Right. Yeah, how's that all right? So right. I know, I know, banks. There's plenty of banks that will do that, and there's there's services that will help make that happen. It's just, it's like, yeah, it's interesting how that gets gets all put together. And like, you like how how many times have you thought about this? Right? You walk into, I've walked into a bank. It's like, oh, FDI insured two fifty. Okay, but you never think about how yeah. that is actually like. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Something could actually go wrong here. Right. Especially when you get like influx of cash when you first, you know, when you work with clients every month and you're like, oh my God, now am I moving them around? I'm not moving around. And like, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Time out here. <laughs> uh, maybe we should rethink this. <laughs> I think what's going to be super interesting is what the, what the regulation looks like for the entire banking industry coming out of this. It's um, going to, I think, I think there's going to be quite a reaction. Back. Right. Yeah, I uh, think Dodd Frank is going to come back. I think the proper procedures will of some kind Dodd Frank that they, you know, there's no exposure. Um, and this is, I think that's why they did it really this fast because, you know, they had to do it by my one Monday morning because that everything would like it already, it dropped like crazy. Imagine if, if they didn't do anything on Monday, it would be insane. You know what I mean? Like what happens then? Like you all of a sudden had this run on every bank all of a sudden. Not only regional or credit unions, you're going against everything. 
Well, and I think that's going to be definitely a byproduct of this, even 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 with the swiftness uh, of their ability to to ensure 100 percent of the depositors money. Um, I don't think it's assuaged the the fear and trepidation. And I don't think it's I don't think it's reestablished a shaking confidence no. um, in the banking system, because I think there still remains, uh, again, trepidation over banks just from the last experience we had 15 years ago. And um, a lot of us went through that and a lot of us remember what that was like. And I think um, obviously too big to fail being what came out of it. I think what will be very interesting to see is, you know, you don't want regional banks to consolidate and you don't want every, you don't want the, you don't want the country to really be run by five mega banks. I mean, that's, that's the regional banks play a really important role these commercial mm-hmm. banks play a really important role in diversifying um, where people are holding those deposits. And that diversification is really important for not just the business of America, but I, you know, the, the, the democratization of where, where power and, and decision-making happens. You've got every, if everybody's in JP Morgan chase, I don't think that's good for the country. I mean, it's good for Jamie Dimon, right. But it's not good for, not no. good for, for, for the rest of us. So no, um, not at all, but it is going to be interesting. I think there'll be some definite finance and, and operational overhead that's got to be attached mm-hmm. to uh, monitoring this. And then, of course, it comes down to risk appetite. I mean, to your point, if you are paying a million dollars a month in payroll, then then uh, this is something like operationally, you've got to wrap your head your your head around mm-hmm. real quick and figure out what processes you may have to to alter to um, to make sure you're backstopping your risk, but also making sure your people are getting paid. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very very interesting what happens to mainstream banking, not just not just at Fifth Third or First Republic or PNC or or SVB. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you know what happens at Wells Fargo, what happens at Bank. I mean, if 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 they start to put they start to put some more significant regulations on these banks, where 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 suddenly arbitrage is not a good business for the banks, then <laughs> banking becomes right. what like water or power. Yep. You know? Pretty much. Pretty um, much. So cool. Well, sir, yeah. I think we're, uh, I guess this would be a weird special episode. <laughs> yeah. This was sort My of a, a, an improvisational uh, topic, but we thought, uh, we thought it would be definitely some comments. Definitely good. To, are you, do you, we didn't, we covered uh, you using bill.com. Have you had any interaction with, with on the client side in terms of uh, folks no. indicating anything yet? I, I would imagine not. You probably aren't going to know until things are past due, and then and then I would imagine people will admit things. By no, then, though, I th- things should be. Yeah, that should be cleaned up. Um, I think we're restored, fine. Right? I think I think Bill, Shopify, and Etsy was just really processing, and they were moving processing to other things. So that's that's a that's an easier solution than than yeah. trying to do payroll. Gusto was very <laughs> quick. They were very quick yeah. to send out their email and say, "Hey, you're." your payroll is not going to be affected by this. And obviously for us, again, I think making sure our people were going to get paid first was, was really important. You know, our vendors, we will, we'll find a way to, to, to handle that, which again, in our, in our situation isn't, isn't a big deal. So yeah. yeah. Um, Jason, cool. um, what are you currently obsessed with? What am I currently obsessed with? Um, I have a book here uh, that I'm going to promote. It's called, it's not luck mm. by a guy named, well, the last name is gold rat. And it's, uh, he has another book called the goal. Um, this book is really interesting. It's not luck uh, because it is a, 
it is a book about like leadership and creating good culture and good sort of operational fundamentals within companies, but it's fiction. Mm-hmm. And, and the other book I mentioned, the goal is nonfiction. So, uh, reading them, reading something that is like finance operational based, but within the context of like a fictional story is actually really, really a, a different and cool way to, to consume the content. So that's, I'm looking forward to reading that. I haven't started it quite yet, but interesting. Um, you? so me, you're going to be happy about this weirdly enough. Finally. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm not too happy about it because I was made to watch sports teams that I don't like. So um, the Rangers, the Rangers and the and the the Capitals game last night, but on Disney. Oh, the 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 cartoon. Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> yes, it was so good. It was so good. Uh, so I watched like half of it. It was amazing. It was yeah. amazing how they did it. Um, so if you guys don't know, Disney actually did a live uh, broadcast of a game in a cartoon. But it was it was basically just it was about a minute behind, but it was actually fought, like doing the whole hockey game. But almost, as cartoons, the animation was almost like a modernized. What I remember, like a Nintendo hockey being. Yeah, like, it was like Nintendo days, hockey, like, but it was like, guys, like whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah it, was so, it was great. It was, great. It was, it was, it was, it was like it was grandma so cool. was doing one of the goals. That was great. <laughs> it's um, like Super Mario Brothers meets hockey. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. like, yeah, I awesome. know. I was like, because Adam, Adam, our our friend Adam uh, texted me, and I was like, guest of the show. Uh, Friend of the like, show. You need to watch. You need to watch. I was like, I don't want to. He's like, but it's cool. I'm like, all right. <laughs> fine. 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 I watched the Rangers yeah. begrudgedly. It's yeah. the only way I watched it. Well, um, it's a great great episode, man. We got we've got some really great guests coming up uh in the next Me few too. weeks. Me I know too. a lot of people are excited to come on board and and uh and and join us. They've got some great topics to talk about with us in the audience and, and that's super exciting um yep looking forward yep. to that excited for guests people like guests so and it people makes like it guests. easy they don't <laughs> like us that much I, i'm surprised but i mean listen who who wants to hear us blab every well, day you don't know which way the wind is blowing i i can't you know what are you gonna do <laughs> anyway thank you for showing up and we'll see you next time take care